All right, we're starting this thing. Uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to I'm Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I am joined tonight for the first time ever <laughs> by Bob. I am Robot Bob. For hey, the first time ever. Robot Bob. No, it's me. I'm the same person. Bob Bot 2000. <laughs> um, Boobo Bob. Oh, man. If everything could just be a boobo, the world would be a better place. I'll try to do robot owl sounds the entire time. I'll communicate entirely. I'll, I'll rate comics on a robot owl for perfect sound scale. That will be only half as annoying as watching the movie Clash of the Titans. I love that movie. That was like one of my favorite movies as a kid. Uh, and I do remember that even as an adult, uh, when I was working at the housing authority with a bunch of uh, like just horrible people like conformist nightmare situation i still went to work with a clash of the titans lunchbox nice because i had one (laughs) (laughs) nice i buy those people can go fuck themselves (laughs) that's cool i uh yeah fuck those people and their judgment of clash of the titans yeah movie's great i love those skeletons when they fight oh wait no (laughs) that's that's jason and the argonauts that's pretty great but um i do love when the um when the cops come to the take Kraken. me away because I said I liked Medusa at the end of... Oh, so good. Yeah, scary. Scary. Actually genuinely scary as a child. Let me tell you something. You know what else is scary? What? How few comic books came out this week. It's a fifth fifth week. It's a fifth It's a fifth week. Fifth week. It's from the fifth dimension. All comics feature Mr. Mitzelblink. <laughs> so many words that are so hard to say. Um, yeah, so let's talk about it. It'll be a quick one. Unless yeah. we get on some dumb tangent which is entirely possible <laughs> nah i might talk Would. about injustice <laughs> we oh got that out of the way before that's true now you don't have to talk about injustice because we talked about it before we started i read it all um okay so yeah. we're starting out oh, yeah. 007 yeah. number four Ooh, starting out with numbers 20th century men number four more numbers uh, a variant for 20th century men number four. Oh. No, uh, approach number two. Uh, I like approach, and I think the second issue was actually even better than the first. Nice. Uh, this is gonna be great. I hope it's like a tight four. I, th- I hope it's like like movie and four mm, issues. That would be really nice. It would be a great movie, and they should make it because it would be cool. Oh, cool. Um, a Sender Deluxe Edition hardcover. Nice. Uh, Avengers Assemble Alpha number one. It made more sense than most Avengers <laughs> comics have been making lately. Yeah, it's a big. It's. I mean, even if you weren't reading this series, I feel like you could just pop in here. I feel like that's why they called it Alpha. Yeah, it's like it, it really is just like they show up. If you're aware of the fact that there is an Avengers BC, that there's a one million BC Avengers. Yeah, and then. Mephisto and Doctor Doom are basically, they're bad. There's a multiversal <laughs> Avengers also, and then there's a multiversal Masters of Evil as well. Mm. And there's also a future character who is yes. the ultimate Avenger, who's essentially... Yeah, he like has all the Avenger costumes, yes. and he just like takes a hat down, and he's, he's like, just, I'm going to be Thor this time. He's like, I'm going down there, is. and I don't, yeah, we haven't really gotten any kind of idea of what he is, but he has like all of the Avengers arsenal and outfits yeah. on the wall, and he just sort of shows up in this world where man has devolved into into apes again, and... Oh, uh, I didn't and, even pick that up. And he's like, all right, you ding-dong. What's going on here? I'm about to mess up Mephisto. Uh, I put on my Thor hat. Exactly. Got my, go. He's got his Thor hat on, and he's like, all right, Mephisto, let's get into some fisticuffs. <laughs> Mephisticuffs. Mephisticuffs. Yep. Uh, I heard it when I said it, and I knew it was going <laughs> to uh, Okay. So 
I'd say yes. This is a good Avengers book. It is full yeah. of craziness. Uh, is Brian Hitch drew it. Oh, some some that craziness. Glorious Brian Hitch patented widescreen comic yeah, book action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is big. Everything is big. Yep. Uh, Bat Girls number two. Twenty twenty two annual. Yeah, that is twenty twenty two annual number one. I like that they're now just like the annuals are all number one. They just put a year on it. Uh, <laughs> I love. I love that I was literally just gonna roll with the idea that this was number two thousand twenty two. <laughs> Bat Girls series. Bat Girls number two thousand twenty two. Uh, I don't. I don't even care anymore. Apparently. Why not? I mean, they did clearly. one million issues. They might as well do twenty twenty two issues. Oh, uh, I didn't read this one. Was it good? Blue Beetle graduation day. It was pretty good, actually. Oh man, I really wanted to read this. I was looking forward yeah. to this book. If you like blue, this version of Blue Beetle, this is I do like a like a good jumping on point. Uh, he graduates from high school. As I was saying before this, uh, really, my my DC heyday was uh, his first appearance, almost yeah, literally. Exactly, it was yeah. like fifty two and uh, you know Infinite Crisis and all that yeah, stuff. So, yeah. so yeah, definitely, he was an Infinite Crisis. He was, that was when they killed Ted Cord. Brutal. Yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> he was a dick. Yeah, they killed him in Injustice, too. I'm going to find ways to talk about Injustice. Ted Cord really, <laughs> I mean, let's face it, Ted Cord has always been kind of a like yeah. a punching bag. Which is kind of lame, because he was cool as hell. And I don't understand why he's just this big because joke. Of, because of the, of the fucking the, booster gold shit. Well, yeah, to, I think to a certain extent, but I think also because one of the coolest elements of him was always the thing that also made him easy to portray as lame. The fact that he had the scarab and it didn't want him. Oh, yeah, true. Which is like... Well, he didn't have the scarab. The scarab was buried with the original Golden Age one. But a later a later version of this story, oh. as it came out, I think it was after 52. Oh, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's when the, yeah, because it's when the new guy got yeah, the yeah. scarab. Yeah, basically, and, like, he's, it he's got it, him. Yeah. it rejected Ted Cord, and he's like, but I'm the fucking Blue Beetle. And then this kid is like, hey, what's this? <laughs> it's like, ooh, I like this guy. Yeah. And then this kid has I'll all these cool powers, powers and like every, like just his characterization is that he fucks up all the time. And I'm just like, isn't that like, it's yeah. How is that more heroic? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, because it's more Spider-Man-y. Yeah, I guess so. I think, I think everybody's trying to recreate the magic of Spider-Man. And I think that he's a perfect character to do it with because he's got bug powers and he's like, when he is literally like created by the guy yeah. who, uh, or at least like one version of him was created. I mean, there's there is could not possibly be a more direct analog to Spider-Man than Blue Beetle, right? Exactly. At least the Ted Cord version, although uh, not quite. He's like Batman and, and Spider-Man yes, kind of mixed. He is. Um, and but this version is a lot more Spider-Man. Ted yeah, Cord is a lot is, more yeah. Batman, and he's yeah. a lot more Spider-Man. Truth. Um, tangent one. <laughs> uh, tangent number two. Superheroes named Bob. Uh, <laughs> Bob Phantom is that. <laughs> I love it. I wish that they had swapped it because I think Phantom Bob is way funnier. But uh, yeah, Phantom, okay. like, it's just a, a it's a it's an actual Golden Age Archie yes, character. It is unfortunately named Bob Phantom. <laughs> supposedly, I, I I have yet to actually embrace the truth of this, but apparently it's true. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it is a one shot. Is it? Yeah, yeah. They're just reintroducing the character. Bizarre. Like I think they're just trying to reestablish their copyright. If it's anything, if it yeah. really is, because it is. This issue. It's weird. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. I agree. Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck was going on. I and didn't then either. it ends, and it's like, 
it ended in a way that was like, okay, we're going to find out in issue two. And then I found out it was a one shot. Yeah, I was one-shot. like, what yeah, the it's... fuck was that ending about? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. I think that if you're interested in Bob Phantom, you're going to get it. And if you're not, which is probably most people. Which is 99% of humanity. <laughs> um, I didn't even get it. My name is Bob. You're Bob and you're also a Phantom. And I'm also a fan of Archie. <laughs> A phantom of Archie. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sick Uh, (laughs) Uh, Briar, number two, is out. Real good. I I like this book. It's good. Uh, It is real good. Captain America, symbol of truth. Yes. Yes, he is. He is that. Number seven. Mm -hmm. Damn them all, number two. Uh, All of them. Damn damn them all. Damn them all. all. Uh, Not a fan of them all. Uh, then you're not going to like Dead Mall number two. Oh. <laughs> uh, what about Deceased Trade Paperback? How about that? I'm a fan of Deceased Trade Paperback. Okay. Well, then how about DC's Grifter Got Run Over by a Reindeer One Shot? I actually did. Well, okay. Granted, <laughs> I am a sucker for a DC holiday issue. You, of course. Uh, like, I, yeah. I have many of them, and uh, I'm motivated. But uh, there's actually some really good, fun, holiday-themed, dopey fucking stories in this one, especially the Frankenstein teams up with, <laughs> it's like Freezy the Snowman, but like, you know, just because of copyright issues or whatever, it's I literally like Frankenstein. still a fucking copyright on Frosty the <laughs> fucking there, Snowman. There must be, because why wow. would they, maybe they called him Freezy so they could have their own copyright. Oh, maybe. I mean, but, Frosty, uh, I guess, was in the 60s, so I guess that's probably true. Yeah, I don't know. But either way, they team up because uh, somehow the the Frosty character has uh, decided he's had enough of his one-note existence and goes on a rampage and Frankenstein shows up to stop him and then Frosty blows a hole in his chest with his stick hands and he realized at that moment that Frankenstein has no heart. And so they team up with some other DC heroes in order to try to figure out why Frankenstein doesn't have a heart. Um, it's dumb, but fun. And then there was uh, there was some other holiday shenanigans in there that I, I thought it was all right. It's, you know, don't look for it if you're not. It's not like there's nothing in it. It's like you have to have this. But if you like holiday issues, there's plenty. It's not it's not terrible. And if it was terrible, I wouldn't buy it. Someday there'll be a story where someone is looking for their physical heart. One of these fantasy stories of people who are like, I don't have a heart. Why was I born without a heart? And then they'll realize that heart was a metaphor and they'll just shut the fuck up. Yes. And that will be the ending. <laughs> and that's how Christmas will be saved. Yep. Uh, Dead Lucky, number four. Okay. Mm. I didn't read it. Uh, Detective Comics. Annual. There's. Did you read this? I did not. No. There's some weird shit in there. Really? Um, about like historical Batman. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> and historical other Bat characters that aren't good guys. Um, mm. there was even like a weird reference to um Gotham by Gaslight in it. Ooh, it's kind of strange. Uh, I didn't. I, I only flipped through it, but I'm already reading Detective. I just didn't want to read it because I haven't read the last couple issues of the regular series, so I don't want to get jumped ahead. But I did flip through it and was like, "Huh, all right, well, that's weird." Could could be a terrible idea, but could also hmm. maybe be a cool idea. Yeah, we'll see. What about Flawed Number Three? I like Flawed. Uh, I don't quite understand it as much as I yeah. did the first issue, um, but. I think it's uh, maybe it's a 
it's a trade read or or a long arc so just kind of at a point where maybe it's not supposed to make as much sense but i don't know it was all right art's good nice as usual we get some of them uh them cancers of the comic shop uh the funko pops we got some spider-mans we got uh, some little pokemans we got an adorable little mandalorian and also probably my favorite thing toy wise that we've gotten in in a very long time is the gi joe series one mini mates box set uh, they have repackaged these in a footlocker situation, and they're all on cards that make them look like the old 80s packaging. Yeah. They are beautiful. This is like... Honestly, they should package Minimates like that with like... What do they call that kind of card? One at a time on a bubble, like... Yeah. Like, like bubble card, whatever. Like yeah. the Like how regular action figures are just played with a cardboard and a little... A single, a single figure. Yeah, they but should... these are cute because they're little. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I would be so down if Minimates started packaging everything on a card with one at a time yep. and started charging four bucks a piece for them. I'd yeah. be, like, You'd so into it. Probably sell more. Oh, so much more. People would be really into that. But they're... But the whole point is that they sell one that you don't want and one that you do and that's that's been the mini mate that's been the mini mate plan forever. why not two that you do want <laughs> oh that would be crazy <laughs> what crazy talk <laughs> wait you mean people don't want lilandra oh god <laughs> sorry sorry lilandra listen lilandra i i've made my feelings about the x-men in space clear i do not like it uh, i like it <laughs> fine but i'm not i'm not Diving all in on a Lilandra action figure. You're set. not a big Shi'ar apologist. Nah. Okay. But, you know, I don't know. I like uh, I like the mini mates when they are as detail free as possible. <laughs> like the problem, and I think the biggest problem with the 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 current brand there was like mini mates used to be made by. I'm sorry, I collected them at one point. <laughs> um, they were made by a company called Art Asylum. Yes. And they were fun and silly and detail free, and they were yep. like basically like little Lego, posable Lego figures yep. of characters you liked. And then they got taken over by Diamond Select, and they started just making them like action figures, like regular action yeah. figures, like way detailed, like way too detailed, and they're just not as fun. It's true. Anyway, tragically true. Sometimes they're fun. Um, okay, so we have Godzilla Rivals Gigan one shot. We have Justice Society of America. I liked it. I liked it. I didn't read it. I don't know why I didn't read it. This yeah. was like the biggest book this week. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting take, um, and 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 hasn't been done before. Um, although mm. they need to stop trying to pretend that people don't that read Justice Society don't know who this guy is that's killing the Justice Society members throughout time because it's really obvious if you read yes. Justice if you've read like literally any Justice Society comic like you know it's DeGate and then it's like. Who's this mysterious redheaded man who's killing yeah. people throughout? I've read comics before. Marvel fans know who DeGaten is. Yes, I do. Yeah, and right. I only know the uh, uh, the James Robinson. Yeah. There, uh, speaking of, there's a very cool uh, James Robinson Starman throw in this uh, in this comic that I I, nice. I I could give away I, I don't think it's a huge spoiler Jack Knight gets murdered no but his kid is in it 
Remember when he had a kid yes, with the mist? Yes. Yeah, his kid is in the it's a it's in the future. Oh, fuck, that's and it's awesome. Their kid, and he's a now member I of the Justice Society, but he, he has mist powers. Of course he does. And he's called the Mist. God, I fucking love the Mist. Yeah. The Mist was. I mean, obviously, the that Mist was, just, was like one of the most amazing parts of that Starman story. But yeah, Jesus. absolutely. Yeah, I gotta reread that one of these days. Oh, every time the Mist showed up and was like. Yeah, I know. I probably should be killing this guy, but he seems nice, and I'm just gonna go do some nice stuff for him. It was such a fucking weird choice of a way to portray a villain from that era. Well, but yeah, like, like, and then also like he was just like super evil, like, like, and I liked the thing that they did with him getting Alzheimer's. Like, yeah. uh, was like very very interesting and like the way the whole story arced out and like the the, the final issues of it and all how it all I don't give it away in case someone might want to read it that yes it. you should read it I would I would highly suggest reading Starman to yeah. anyone yeah uh, it is one of the best comics of all time yes kill a Delphia number 25 is out King spawn number 17 is out uh, I don't know how to say the name of this I character say Kosh Koshe? Koshke? It's, it's, I think, I think Koshke is probably the most likely. Yeah. That sounds right in, to me. In my head, it's Koshke the Deathless, which yeah, was the first series. I think series. maybe that's it. Koshke in Hell, number one. How about yes. that? It's very much, uh, very much like Hellboy in Hell, except for with Koshke. Yes, and very Mignola-y. Yeah, but Ben Stenbeck is the artist yeah. who's very good for, like, very smooth kind of, like, if, if Mignola did smooth lines. Yeah. Uh, how about this book called Learn to Draw Exciting Anime and Manga Characters? Oh, man. Is it, drawn, is it written by Christopher Hart? Stop learning <laughs> to draw boring characters, you idiots. Only exciting ones. Uh, we got Love Sick, number two. Yep. It is a comic book. Yeah, I didn't read it. Sorry. Uh, no need to apologize. I have no idea what's going on in that book. Uh, Nightwing 2022 annual. If you read Nightwing, this is a, a good, uh, gives the origin of one of the things that's been in it that you don't know what the origin is. Yes. Uh, Night. What is Nightmite? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, not Nightmite. Might, Mightwing. <laughs> Although there is a great Bitewing story in it. Oh, I love Bitewing. <laughs> the three legged dog. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Nubia and the Justice League special number one. Surprisingly much, much better than I thought it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, I agree. It was fun. It was, I, I was surprised at how yeah. good that was. Honestly, it was like just good to read like a regular old Justice League comic after yes. not only having, like, I don't know, Justice League has just not been great for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and this was just like, you know, Aquaman kind of more in the mold of that Brave and the Bold cartoon kind of shit and like just them yeah. being like a team and it's interesting. So I was thinking about it because I was talking to you about this, how the name Nubia to me seems ridiculously dated. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if potentially if we've generationally got to a point that because I'm old, I'm aware of a time when the term was being used and it was very dated. And now we've gone far enough that there are going to be comic fans going forward who are reading this who are just like, I don't know. You know, like well, they've they've put Nubia in a now that she's queen of all the tribes of the Amazons. They've put her in a position of prominence, um, and I don't think all of the writers on this are writers of color, but I think a lot of the creators yeah. are. So you know, I'm kind of just trusting it. Um, 
Oh, sure. No, I don't think that there's anything anything untoward, anything like racist about it. I think no. it's just that I think it's just an odd expression. It's it's I mean, the name definitely makes sense, but it's also like it just feels like using that term feels dated to the 70s specifically to yeah. me or 60s. She does need a better costume. One of the nice things about Injustice is when she shows she seems up. hot. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, God, that... Yeah, I, that's a lot of, like... As somebody who played in a metal band who wore a fur coat <laughs> on stage, I would not want to fight in a fur coat. Right. Yeah. There's, like, in um, in Injustice, when she shows up, she's just wearing a Wonder Woman costume. Yeah. Just, like, kind of works. Yeah, it seems like she would be better off in just a regular Wonder Woman costume. She's just got too much fuzz on her shoulders, I think. Yeah, <laughs> she's, just, like, got a lot of plate armor. It's just, like... Okay, I get that you'd need armor if you're fighting things, but like, you know. Also, she has paint that paint it red or something. <laughs> I think I think one of the things that's interesting about her outfit, I feel like there's a there was like an intentional move to be like, okay, let's not do this whole thing where it just looks like she's wearing underwear. That's we're done with this thing. Right. How can we do that? Well, we'll give her a skirt. Great. What's it going to look like? It's going to be invisible. I think that might have been a mistake. I think invisible skirt is the same as no skirt. Wait, she has an invisible... Did I miss that? She has an, she invisible, has an invisible skirt. Oh, yeah, she does have a sheer invisible skirt. <laughs> yeah, I just... Her her look on the cover is more comic book than yeah, on the I, inside of it. She just needs... like I think superheroes need costumes. I'm sorry. Like Yeah, yeah. No, call, I agree. Call me old although i think green arrow's costume on the cover of this is not good Ooh, it is not it is much worse than he looks I like this idea let's give him ab plating yeah, no, <laughs> like he, what why he straight up he gets shot like in the abs a lot <laughs> does people are so jealous of those sweet abs <laughs> green thorax is here uh i'm green arrow <laughs> okay uh, what, what is your man? thorax armored <laughs> he's prone to hernias um how about orcs the curse number four I didn't read it, but I like Orcs just fine. I did read the first series of Orcs and thought it was pretty good. I love that Skinner did the B cover. That's pretty awesome. I don't know who that is, but great. He's a really great artist, and I nice. like him a lot. Awesome. Uh, organisms from an ancient Cosmos hardcover. I don't know what this is. Uh, Peter Parker and Miles Morales Spider-Man Double Trouble, number one. It's fun, and Spider-Man Miles Morales looks like he does in Spider-Verse, which is what he should look like, <laughs> for God's sake. Nice. Fun. Uh, also, I like how they drop Venom. Yes. It's cool. Oh. He's just like kind of hanging out, being like a bro. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Uh, I like Pink Lemonade, number three. Oh, yeah. Did I tell you I figured out? Uh, I backed Pink Lemonade as a Kickstarter mm -hmm. uh, when it was a Kickstarter, yeah, yeah. when it was uh, It's Alive. Um, right. When that was a thing that still existed. And uh, I realized that these are the same comics. Okay. So this is the first one I've read that I haven't read before, but they changed them. So okay. if you did back the series as a oh, Kickstarter, it actually is a different edition of it. Oh, They've nice. kind of like done some stuff I mean, with it. Yes. As somebody who had two issues of my book come out independently with like just random people doing the, uh, doing the editing... And then uh, I get kicked over to a real editor for number three. Yeah. As soon as we. Oh, by the way, Rad is back on track. Saw and that Scout on is Scout Instagram. is publishing it for nice. reals. And uh, and they threw me at a real editor, and he was like, "Listen, your comma usage is terrible." And I'm like, "This has already gone through an editor." <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
come on. <laughs> nice. This is a dependent clause. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that's what edit- you need editors they're, yes. they're really oh, absolutely. important all of the great books all of the great comics they yeah, all yeah. had great editors and there's also there's also a moment where that he explained to me he was like you know this character is not going to know this and I was like oh shit you're right <laughs> <laughs> nice I was about to fuck with him on it and then I was like oh yeah no I need to put a little blurb at the beginning to explain how he knows what's going on here nice uh, so yeah. yeah that's pretty cool my, uh, my my favorite example of why editing is important is um remember when they put out that second um uh Harper Lee book the like oh, so yeah. like she wrote To Kill a Mockingbird and then never wrote another book yep and then after she died or right before she died, they were like, here's this book that she wrote back then. The sequel. And you realize what it is, is it's just To Kill a Mockingbird before an editor got it. <laughs> and it's not very good. Oh, God. It's not terrible, but it's like it needed an editor. That book is one of the greatest books that was ever came out of yeah, America. Yeah, it's true. Needed an editor. And it gave us Boo Radley. It did. America's favorite superhero. And also that band, the Boo Radleys. The Boo, exactly, the Boo Radleys. Everyone's <laughs> a favorite indie pop band. And uh, maybe the... Or were they alt-country? Maybe the worst country song pun that I've ever heard in my life, Tequila Mockingbird. Ah, yes, Tequila Mockingbird. Also the name of like 14 million mixology cocktails. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Yes. I can, I can I, attest. I only know that song because I was at a flea market one time. I was at the flea market in uh, Saco, I think, and someone at their table was playing country songs on a thing, and I heard Tequila Mockingbird, and it was full of puns, and I was like, I'm going to go shoot myself. <laughs> I have to go I kill to, now. <laughs> I have to go bleach my ears now. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, anyway, uh, Planet Hulk. World breaker number one. Gotta say, nice to see Greg Pack yeah, back. Maybe consider more of that, Marvel. Yeah. No I offense, mean, Dennis, whatever, whoever is writing it now. What's that guy's name? Donnie Most. Donnie Most, yes. It's <laughs> Don- Don- I hate Donnie Most, Hulk. <laughs> it's Donnie Moist. It's his less pleasant brother. <laughs> uh, you know, no, but... That said, this is a direct sequel to Planet Hulk. Yes, but like a thousand years well, in the future. Well, it's a thousand years in the future, but I mean, it is a direct sequel. It is like, this yeah. is the next thing he's writing in the world of Planet Hulk. Right. This is awesome. There is a new character. New character alert. Speculator. Speculator. Uh, there's a new Hulk. Um, uh. Uh, spoiler alert. There's a new Hulk. I'm not telling you who it is, but uh, it's a Hulk. And it's Someone new. cool. But it's somebody cool. And their name is Scar. Um, Scar. Scar. Um, <laughs> also, there is a Scar back up in this comic book. <laughs> Don't worry, there's a Scar. Um, <laughs> if you were forced to say that in the movies when he comes out. Oh, man, I, I can't wait till they introduce the She-Ar. She-Ar. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, man, uh, but there, there was a point in the 90s where Nubia was Nubia. That's true. Oh, shit, that's right. I forgot about that. Or maybe that. it was the 2000s, but whatever. <laughs> they brought when they brought her back. They were like, "It's Nubia." Nubia. I will say, "Hooray for Planet Hulk!" Yeah, new stuff. This is so great. Um, yeah, if you if you liked Planet Hulk, you're gonna fucking like this. It's great. It doesn't have the Hulk in it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, well, it was fun. Or 
does it? Or does it? Uh, that is a, that is the question. I mean, it's a thousand years in the future, so you know Hulk's still around. Because he lives until the end of time. Because we found out from the end that even when giant mushrooms start growing out of his skin, he continues to live. Yes. <laughs> Which was the grossest part of that story. <laughs> it was. Didn't he like, jump in a volcano or something because he was growing mushrooms? He was like sitting on a cliffside. Yeah. He started growing mushrooms out of his skin, and then he was like, ah, these things suck, and then like jumped in a volcano and burned them all off. Ugh, so gross. And you got to do it. Those gamma mushrooms. <laughs> you don't know what, what, exactly. what chaos can come from I that. would just eat them. Whoa, man. Gamma tripping. Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, plush number one. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, this is <laughs> wacky, wacky number one issue alert that could definitely be made into a television oh, show. So, my. like, definitely, if you're speculating on number ones, this is not a not an unwise purchase. It's true. This would be, I mean, I could see this being a fucking Oh, Netflix absolutely. Like, absolutely. Is, and what I, what I really love about it, aside from just the fact that it's from people who have done awesome things. Vinyl yes. was amazing, and plastic was amazing. Um... I love the fact that it kind of sets itself up as though it is um, because we've had this happen so many times. I, I went over this in the newsletter, but like we've had so many times when they're like, what if the Muppets were like fucking twisted, man? <laughs> and it's like, oh, God, is this another one of these fucking things? Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's not. Oh, it's about furries. Oh, it's about cannibal furries. Yeah, it's like it it has a furry backdrop, but oh, it is about there something are monsters else. that look like furries. There are monsters that maybe are I don't are but, they monsters? It's hard to tell. Are they furries? I are don't they know. furries? It's hard to tell. What's up with the cannibalism? You we don't, don't know. really know. It's yep. just kinda like yeah. Huh? It's and, awesome. and honestly, if we hadn't told you about it, like, and you just picked it up, you'd be like, "Huh? Whoa! What's <laughs> happening?" I didn't know what was happening. I just picked it up, and I'm sorry I spoiled it for whoever might be listening. No, you're was, gonna uh, fucking love it. There, there's so much more to it than what we've mentioned. I say, get characterization-wise was great. I actually really loved the conversation that uh, the guy was having at the 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 main character guy uh, was having with his friend at the beginning about the engagement and uh it's the great. status of his engagement i thought was a very uh very good character moment and also uh that b cover is so ridiculous and adorable and weird oh yeah <laughs> i love it is love that the tony Fl- is it tony fleeks i believe that is tony i saw fleeks. he did do one he did and he's pretty great and i like tony fleeks i don't know why mm, i just do he draws cute weird stuff he got yeah yeah he did. Uh, he did. He worked for. He did covers for. Uh, for Jeff, when I Jeff oh, Klein, nice. when I worked yeah, for yeah. Jeff Klein, uh, which is how he got on my radar. But I know he was like the My Little Pony artist. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then he did that Stray Dog series and kind of became. It's like, oh, this guy's someone. Oh, I didn't know that that was him. Yeah, it's Tony Fleeks. Oh I don't, shit. He didn't draw. I think he just wrote Stray Dogs. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I don't also think he strange. drew it. But um, but he cool. has a style that it yeah. easily could have been him drawing it. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like, I feel like Stray Dogs was one of those situations where somebody came across someone who was capable of drawing exactly in that style, yeah. in the all dogs go to heaven style. Yeah. And they were like, and basically somebody went, okay, fuck, how do I use this? And yeah. then was like, I have a pitch for you. Yeah. I figured out how to use you. <laughs> for some reason, we three hasn't been ta- hasn't <laughs> right. taken off. And for some reason, yeah, cause it's, uh, it Beast of Burden hasn't taken off. So we're going to just tweak the formula just a little bit. 
I mean. And bam, wasn't that a hit? We three is the worst. <laughs> I hate it. Oh wow! So it's one of my favorite comics of all time. Ugh. I love it. I love it's 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 crazy and violent, but uh, is, I think it has the most heart of any comic that I have it is, ever read. Okay, I will change what I said. It is one of the best comics I've ever read. I will never, ever, 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 ever read it again. Wow! I, I feel like like that to me felt like watching a dog get hit by a car. Oh yeah, no. Reading it's, it's We Three to me was like. Like, like just s- standing there and having to have your foot like in a clockwork orange machine <sighs> watching a dog get hit by a truck. Like it was so brutal to me. I was like in tears through almost the entire fucking series. I own it as issues. I own the original trade. I own the remastered oh. trade. Um, I think I actually gave the remastered trade to someone else because I didn't like the coloring as much. Um, <laughs> I stopped carrying it because I don't like looking at it. <laughs> oh, wow. It's so good. It's so I good. I should probably continue to have it in the store, but it just depresses me. It's, oh, my God. It's so I brutal. I understand that, but it, it isn't a, it, overall, it isn't a, I mean, it's, there are things there that are depressing within it, but overall, I would not describe it as a depressing work, unlike something like Watership Down or something like that. It feels just, like three Watership Downs in a trench coat. It, to me, Watership, I, like, I, that's one that I'll, I don't think I'll ever watch or read again. Oh, God, yeah. That, that's too much for me, but, but we three, I revisit it every once in a while. I think it's very good. I have a book about how he made those. Actually, there's a really good story in it too. Um, so, uh, he, uh, quietly, Frank quietly did um, when he did some of those panels, like because he was doing it as a three dimensional thing. He actually made like little cards of the panels and then arranged them in all these different ways, like physically arranged them. Oh. So they were, and, and he kept them in a little box, a raisin box, like a sun made raisin box, all these little pieces. And his wife <laughs> threw them in the trash and he was like, you cannot like they had to dig through the trash to find this box, this raisin box with his amazing original artwork in it. Um, it's mm. it's really cool, but like how that's how he achieved that effect. Yeah, was like by doing that and then digitally and then drawing it wow. on top. Like just it's crazy. Like it's crazy how much and, work went and into that. Again, comic. quietly has been for a long time one of my favorite artists. Yeah, I mean, ever since ever since New X Men. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, it was Flex Mentalo and then We Three, and then after yeah. that, I just I would, I mean, unless Mark Millar wrote it, like I'm gonna buy anything he does. That Grant Morrison X Men was like my reintroduction to comics when I was like, oh yeah, this was the thing that I was like, oh, this is different and new and amazing, and I need yeah. to read more comics. And then the weirdest thing was that the thing that came out concurrently with that was the Chuck Austin X Men, which was like easily the, the worst, worst X Men that ever. had ever happened. And also, I mean, we disagree with this, but also I feel like Igor Cordy was the worst thing to happen. Oh, yeah, we do to disagree. Anything. Yeah, no, he's uh, not bad. Every single time I look at those those comics, I'm like, just fucking, like, if I had a jillion dollars, I'd just hire Frank Quitely to come back and redraw sure, yeah. all, of, all of the Igor Cordy issues it, that just stand out like a sore thumb. It's like... It's the least detailed artist in the world versus the most detailed artist in the world. See, I don't. That's where we disagree. I, if I were to take Ugh. any X Men artist out of the Grant Morrison run, I would take uh, Philip Tan or Billy Tan or whatever that guy is. Nope. He's just like very generic to me. 
Uh, he's he's he is generic, but he's not. Ugh, he's I more detailed oriented. Ugh. Corday is weird. I came across an issue of Soldier X, which was another <laughs> oh, yeah. Corday issue yeah, yeah. Uh, series with when they when actually when, I didn't hate his art in that. No, it's not bad. I thought it was fine. I like his art when he did Vertigo stuff too. Like I had I had no issue with Corday. Mm. But I think maybe I because I read his Vertigo stuff first, yep. I just kind of was familiar with him. It wasn't as jarring. Could be. Tangent I mean, number four. Yes. <laughs> uh, there we go. Perfect. Uh, listen, we have something amazing. We have the Red Wraith decks in. Oh, those are cool. They again. are so nice. Uh, James Callahan, of course, of Auteur and many other oh. amazing things, is the artist on this. He has done a bunch of stuff. He's done a secret cover for Rad Wraith that has not come out yet, has yet to be revealed. And he's done, of course, our shop t-shirt, which are still available, which is another Rad Wraith design. Um, yes, he is a... He basically... Uh, if I just... <laughs> I've tried to work with him on a couple of comic projects, and what it boils down to is all he wants to draw is skateboarding. So basically, I need to write another comic that is only about skateboarding you know what and you we should will do totally do something with it you should pitch a revival of shred i would love it i would love a revival of shred i remember my friend at the time that that came out my friend being like hey there's this really cool skate thing called shred you should check it out you like comics and i read it and i was like this is fucking cool as shit and yeah. then i never found another issue of it what's great uh one of my friends Somebody, uh, oh my god, I can't believe I've forgotten who it was. But someone someone has given this to me. Someone gave me an issue of Shred, uh, like, when Rad Wraith came out. They were like, dude, you'd love this thing. And I was like, I did fucking love that thing. <laughs> that was amazing. That was, like, <laughs> such a mind-blowing thing when there yeah. was a skateboarding comic book. Yeah. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. So, yes. Of course. Of course I knew what that was, and of course I was into it. Um, shred. Shred. Uh, how about the roadie, number three? I like the roadie. I think it's a good uh, I think it's a good comic book. Nice. Uh, how about Rogue Son, number eight? Couldn't tell you. I couldn't either. Seven Deadly Sins, Omnibus Graphic Novel, Volume 6. Star Trek, number two, has a... Wicked trippy B cover with data on it. It is pretty amazing. It looks like he's uh, being made into a coronavirus for some reason. Weird. Uh, yeah, very odd. There's Star Trek Lower Decks, which is. I don't know what the hell is going on in this series. I really want to watch this cartoon. Yeah, but you gotta have that Paramount network in order to watch I'm not gonna it. gonna do that. I just. Damn it all to hell. I just got. Peacock. Oh, you did? I did. I don't have Peacock yet. I caved into Peacock because I had a moment, like, we were sitting around because we had to kill time on Thanksgiving, and Michelle and I were just sort of sitting there, and she was like, I wonder if we could get any kind of part of the parade, you know? And so <laughs> Wait, you the only person in the one. universe that got Peacock so they could watch the parade. That was me. It was me. I That's was. Awesome. I had a like. I had a moment of weakness, and I was like, "I feel like Peacock should have every every year wanna, of the parade." I want to watch that parade. Holy shit! Just every year of the parade. I don't know that they don't, but I will say in I, I, in defense, I don't want to push any giant fucking mega corporations shit. But 
that I have to. So yeah, I was gonna say books. (laughs) I don't want to say Marvel comics, um, but I will say there's a bunch of great fucking horror movies on uh, on Peacock. So there was that too. So I'm probably going to blow through a few things before I disconnect it. Oddly enough, there there aren't that many on Shutter, which is supposed to be all about horror movies. Yeah, it's super weird. I mean, I'm glad that I. There's got... a lot of really bad ones if you like those. Yeah, the thing that's the thing that's nice about like you don't need to have Shutter if you have A and E. Oh. So I got A and E, which gave me Arrow and that so you get a bunch of really shitty horror movies with that so that all was right fun. cool also we've started carrying blu-rays from oh. like vinegar syndrome and shit so now i have a bunch of like terrible movies that i'm excited about oh man speaking of vinegar syndrome you skipped one. Oh, it, it's not fucking listed oh my god i'm gonna have to list that later shit sorry everybody this isn't listed but it is definitely my pick of the week <laughs> it's really good uh that would be the new york ninja magazine sized by charles foreman yeah foresman holy shit yeah uh, like i knew that it existed i knew that this was a i knew it was new york ninja i'm familiar because i like shitty movies and so of course i got this new york ninja for those who don't know uh, was a movie that was made in the 80s and abandoned by the creators because they did not have enough money to finish it. And then Vinegar Syndrome uh, gave money to... Actually, they put together... They basically bought the rights to it, uh, cobbled it together. I think maybe they shot some some clutch filler scenes, but then got a team of like a who's who of martial arts people to redub the voices. So you've got Cynthia Rothrock and Don the Dragon Wilson and like all these amazing people doing doing voices for New York Ninja. And uh, it's pretty awesome. It's nice. a it's a ridiculous movie because, you know, it obviously is the lowest of low budgets. It it is a it's a ninja vigilante, so he's basically a ninja behaving like Batman. He's just a guy in a fucking ninja costume, does not wait until nightfall to do anything. He's (laughs) always out in public in front of people. Like, a hundred people see him at a time. He gets shot, like, six times in the movie (laughs) because he's right there, and everybody's got guns, and it's just like, he's nearly dead at least three different times in this movie. It's great. Nice. It really does. It's so, a it's a real Batman Year One kind of story. But this comic is like a sequel yes. to it that Chuck Forsman has done. That's like, and if you just follow, look at the guy's Instagram. If you don't know who he is, like he's he's on Instagram. Uh, I mean, he had a really big Netflix thing, right? With uh, the fucking something fucking in the world, world fucking <laughs> shit. Uh yeah. I I should know more about him than I do Jesus. and I apologize. It has the word fucking in it and I can't remember the rest of it. Oh well. We'll go on. We'll figure something else out, but I will say you should really do that. Look that up for me, would you? <laughs> I need to know what that's called. Uh anyway, Star Wars High Republic Adventures is out. Star Wars Darth Vader number 29 is out. Uh, Just a quick aside, I will say that I have been deep diving into the modern Marvel Star Wars stuff, uh, which I had not been paying any attention to, and it is 
all so goddamn good. It is such a fun read. So, uh, the I'm end really of the fucking world. End of the fucking world. That's what it's called. Thank you. Uh, and the Revenger. That's the uh, that's his other thing, which was really good. Mm. Uh, Strange Eight is out, continuing this series, which is pretty great. Strange number eight. Yes. And uh, Strange Academy Finals number two is out, continuing on with that amazing series. And Superman Kal-El Returns special number one. Holy shit. Two thumbs way yeah. the fuck up. I gotta say, I think this is my pick of the week. This, as, this as, is as a person who has there. just been like, why can't there be a Superman yeah. comic where he's good and does cool Superman stuff? And yep. uh, the first story and the last story in this alone are worth the price of admission. Yep. And then you get like a Dean Haspiel, <laughs> Jimmy Olsen story in the middle. That like, one's pretty weird, but I like it's it. It's weird, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, but that first uh, Mark Wade writ written story where it's like basically a, a world's finest. It's Batman and Superman and they fight the Doom Patrol villain, Mr. Nobody. Yes. Amazing. It's really, really good. It is. Yeah. I like it. I am a fan. Um, let's see. We've got... Oh, <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, super happy that they released these. We have some of the some more of the Ghostbusters retro reissues. Uh-huh. Uh, and these are... And it is one of the best action figures of all time. That would, of course, be the Fearsome Flush. It is a possessed toilet. <laughs> no uh, way. They made a reissue of it? And, <laughs> yes, and it is reissued. And when you push it across the counter, it, its mouth opens up. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Greatest toy ever. That's and like that, a legendary that toy. That is a legendary like. toy. I'm so glad it's back. For $18, it can be yours. Uh, there's also the, uh, the Bug-Eyed Ghost reissue mm-hmm. as well, which is the one that has the eyeball that pops out when you squeeze it, and it's on a string. Nice. Great. Cool. Two amazing toys. Uh, Unbreakable Red Sonia is out. That is number two. Vampirella Year One, number four, is out. Wildest Storm, number Wild Storm Special, number one. And I this is notable for uh, people who liked The Authority when that comic was out. There's a new yeah. uh, Ellis Hitch Authorities comic in it. There's uh, J. Scott Campbell Gen 13 in there. Yep. So real classic Wildstorm shit in this uh, special. All short, though. All the yep. stories are like two to four pages. True. Uh, pretty cool. And uh, Wolverine Patch Trade Paperback. Love this. Great stuff. Larry Hama. By Larry Hama. And to finish it all up, we have Exterminators number three. Which is a very fun, uh, it's currently the only X book I'm reading. It's just Um, fun nonsense. It's nonsense, it's fun. It's like Cabin in the Woods with the X-Men. Yeah. Sort of. (laughs) And for some reason, Dazzler hangs out with uh, Jubilee and Boom Boom, who are like 10 years younger than her, and they're just all like the same age in it. Oh, and Wolverine, um, Laura is in it. And she's... And she's what three hundred and fifty years old, something like that. Yeah, I don't. This is, I like that it doesn't make sense. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, like how that's old like is, how old is Laura? Uh, well, she lived in that Tesseract world yeah. for, but she was in suspended animation. So was she? Because she was. Yeah, she was existing in there because she died. Well, she lived in there for a while and then she died. Is she in sync? Yeah, is it cinch or sink? It's sink. Sink. Sorry, I don't. Kit- kitchen cinch. Cinch. <laughs> Well, but like sync yes. and cinch are both spelled the sure. same way yeah, yeah. in it's certain sync. 
anyway, sink. They like became like uh, they shipped yes. while they were in there. Um, but anyway, then she died. But she didn't die. Um, sorry if I'm spoiling, but this is a few weeks ago. They revealed that she didn't die. So statute of limitations on spoiling <laughs> is over. Um, yes. But yeah, so she's older, but she's not like old because she mm. was in some kind of box that suspended her. Okay. Because she but is Darwin I mean, has been in there, and Darwin has is been alive the whole time. Darwin's literally like a thousand years old or more, right? Like oh, at this point, he's like multiple thousands of years. Oh, really? Old. Yeah, yeah okay. he's because that time, the way time moves oh, in this right, dimension, right, 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 it's right. like he basically what he did was he uh, digitized himself in order to that was his the adaption he made in order to make it through. So he right. just basically became a computer program. Yes. Or something. I don't Nerd. know. I actually did read that issue of X Men, and it was not bad because hmm. I liked it. Because Forge was wearing a suit made of a clone of Caliban I... and a clone of the time traveling yeah. X Men Tempo or Tempest <laughs> or whatever her name is. Tempest Fugit. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Those are the comic books. We did it. Yeah. Nice and early. Um, cool. Yeah. Is there we go. Real? That's good. My cats will be happy. Yes, they will. <laughs> My uh, wife is still in Minnesota, so I have to feed them when I get home. <laughs> I probably need to feed the cats, too. I think my wife is out looking at chickens. Uh, what? To feed the cats? <laughs> and now uh, she went to visit uh, some friends who have a farm in the middle of the woods. Oh. <sighs> just So literally just to look at chickens? Uh, pretty much. I think, think that's pretty much it. I mean, and huh. to visit Mark and Gina. But yeah. Oh, nice. Also, also to look at chickens in the middle of the woods nice <laughs> that's a good place for chickens it really is on a farm is is a pretty good place because yeah. in the wild the chickens don't live long no they no. are far too slow and delicious <laughs> to survive long in the, in the yeah, wild my friends that live in the middle of nowhere keep their chickens in the basement they have a chicken coop <laughs> in the basement and then they let them run around during the day or something nice i don't know how it works amazing i think their chickens get eaten some of them anyway I mean, it is. But they have a little incubator in their basement for baby chicks. Oh, it's cute, adorable, and delicious. They're only cute when they're chicks. (laughs) Then they become ugly. I don't like how chickens are. Anyway, sorry. My bias is. I don't like how they look at me. I wear my bias on my sleeve. I don't like how they can see into my soul and all of the all of the sins that I've done in my life. Oh man, I did finally pick up Rooster Fighter Volume Two. I can't wait to read it. Oh, by the way, Rooster Fighter Volume Two is out. I mean, came out a couple weeks ago. But but you got a couple copies over there. And it's great. Yeah, I like Rooster Fighter. <laughs> this time he's favorite. protecting an adorable little chick. Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is on the cover. <laughs> oh man, this is totally nothing to do with sure. anything. But let's do one more, uh, one more divergence. Did you ever see the giant inflatable duck that appears in the harbor in Belfast? Yes. I learned about this today, and I was like, "What?" I was there. Oh man, did you see the video footage of it um, when it was on the news? They, uh, I'm trying to. I am okay. Legitimately, if anyone listening to this is from Maine and knows the answer to this, please tell me on the Instagram yeah. page or whatever. This summer they brought it back. So the first one it's a joy, and then they brought it back. It's the same duck, but it's his greater joy or whatever, <laughs> whatever hippies. But um, they tore, they tied it up, and it was in Belfast Harbor. But then it was really windy one day, and it's tying more moorings came loose and it escaped into the harbor and it there's literally footage of them trying to catch it and they can't 
because the ropes were too short. So I'm trying to figure out if they got it or not. And there's nothing. Oh, there's wow. literally there's like all this I new mean. new center footage of like ah, ha ha look at the duck and it's like it's moving out too. Like, it's just like trucking and there's there's like a harbor master in a boat like chasing it and there's another boat chasing it and they can't catch it they couldn't get it and that's all I know they couldn't get it but I haven't figured it out like did they get it I need to know and interesting there's no information. All I can tell you is that I was at a friend's camp and. We were at, and I believe this was the 4th of July? This year? Yes. Oh. So if that is later, then I know where the duck is. <laughs> All right. Was it in Islesboro? Uh, I don't know where we were. The theory uh, we were, is that it originates in Islesboro. Or no, Vi- Vinyl Haven? No. No, it was closer than that. It was like less than 45 minutes away from Portland. So we were, at, and there was an enormous duck sitting outside someone's camp. Okay, so this uh, might be after. I don't. I don't. I think that it's from the summer. The the footage that I saw of it fleeing, amazing into the open ocean. <laughs> maybe they, maybe this is just some rich person who went out and stole it. <laughs> it might be. I mean, some rich person made had it, it, made it. Like, there's no way you get a duck that size and moor it. Only God <laughs> can make a giant rubber duck. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry. Look for that and other stories. Please, please someone tell me <laughs> what happened to the duck, If even if it was just the confirming Tristan's version of it being Perfect. closer to home. <laughs> I love the idea that somebody else had a giant duck. I love the idea that they chased it, that someone got oh, yeah. paid by the government <laughs> to chase it. I mean, city government, whatever, but sure. like a, some kind of regulatory entity chased this duck I mean, and had to write a report about it. <laughs> You don't want a you don't want a Cristo in the umbrellas situation <laughs> going on. So that reference is over my head. A uh, famous uh, conceptual artist named Cristo. He did a Japanese uh, umbrella display at one point, and it has a tragic ending because he was like, "Look at how cool these things are. They look so nice on the beach all together. I'm French and everything's awesome." And then one day there was wind, and the sharp ends of the umbrella are on the end where the wind catches them and people were getting impaled and like someone died and like other people got like impaled and like it was a bad fucking news. It's like mass jarts. It was, it was (laughs) like, it was like lawn darts with like 60 mile an hour velocity. Holy shit. That's bad. It was bad news. At least this duck has no sharp points. Exactly. At least getting hit with that duck would be soft and adorable. God, it's funny watching them chase it though. (laughs) I can watch that all day. Yep. I can watch. Exactly. Anyway. All right. Good night, everybody. Follow us at I'm Actually Comics and buy stuff at Christmas. All right. Do it. Bye.